the Cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high vibe cannabis entertainment company for women who also love weed. This is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're elevating perceptions with every episode. Listen up as we go in. Welcome back, friends, to a special episode of your favorite podcast, It's High Tea Life. I'm your host, Jen Newton, otherwise known as Newts, and I am so stoked for today's episode because it's a special one. This week is not only 420, but it's also High Tea's third birthday. So we're embarking on our fourth year of empowering cannabis within culture. So much has changed over this time that today I wanted to connect with one of my absolute favorite cannabis brands to get the goods on what goes into making high quality cannabis in today's marketplace. Looking back to when we started, if you were in Canada the year before recreational legalization, it was a bit of a weed utopia. It was kind of the wild west of weed. There were weeds everywhere, literally, totally unregulated, definitely in your face and glorious if you ask my personal opinion. (laughs) You could stroll into any dispensary on any given street and come across, say, 40 strains on offer, open up the jars, stick your nose inside, take a big old sniff. You could check out the size of the buds, any color variations she had, see levels of frostiness and definitely ask way too many questions if you're a weed tender. Much has changed since legalization, and if you ask me, not all to our benefit. Sure, the brands have been popping up like weeds, no doubt, but between shared genetics and strain popularity contests, maneuvering the legal weed landscape to find high-quality cannabis as a consumer is not proving to be easy, even for a seasoned weed lover like myself. Yeah, the brands are not set up for success in terms of explaining their offerings, the regulations see to that. And these days, COVID has removed the human touch of it all, the opportunity to ask real questions. So as consumers, we end up left confused and as a result, often end up making purchase choices for the wrong reasons. Which brand yelled loudest at me this month? Which one did I get last time? But when it comes down to it, those markers of what makes high quality cannabis have never ever changed. The thoughtful care, how clean and pure those inputs are. The importance of humans doing things by hand, a whole flower experience, and efforts made after curing to maintain the quality and integrity of all of those flavorful terpenes and cannabinoids and gifts. And all of this done with the mindfulness towards sustainability Did you get that? One of the questions I get asked the most is, is there organic weed? And as far as I knew, there really wasn't until I found this brand, Simply Bear Organics. As I said, truly one of my most favorite brands in the cannabis space. From the inputs of the soil all the way through to the papers they use, everything about the brand is certified organic and done with consideration back to the roots of what really makes a great grow. The efforts Simply Bear has made to put only high quality inputs in the loving care, the sunlight, the grower's intuition, glass jars, greenhouses, even a Bob Marley song or two, it's all been crafted to deliver a top quality plant experience possible. 
So today, we drop a special episode of High Tea in celebration of the flower by going back to basics on how to buy truly high-quality, delicious weed. I'm talking to Rachel Goss, Director of Global Partnerships and one of the original team members at Rubicon, Simply Bear Organics. Join me as we get a schooling on just what goes into making high-quality weed, the real goods on what's required to get the good stuff. Listen up, this is a good one. This is High Tea Life. I'm currently at our facility in Delta, BC. Ooh, amazing. A pleasure to connect with you and meet you live. I am such a huge fan of the brand and everything you guys are doing. So thank you, first of all, for being here. Well, thank you. Yeah, very excited to be here. My name is Rachel Goss. I'm the head of global partnerships and international business at Rubicon Organics and Simply Bear. So how long have you been working in weed? I've been working in weed actually at Rubicon for the past six years. Wow, you're an OG. <laughs> yeah, it feels it feels like centuries changed world since since I started. And I remember um, actually when I started, I lied to my family and told them I worked for a land holdings company. And no one really asks questions when you work for a land holdings company. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, that sounds boring enough that you can keep yep. going without me. <laughs> That's amazing. Exactly, exactly. Wow. And so now tell me a little bit about your connection to the plant and how you had sort of the strength and the boldness to go into cannabis so early. So I've been a consumer since about the age of 13, which I know is quite young, but it was a space that interests me. I mean, frankly, the cool kids at school were doing it. Right. I wanted to explore what it was like. It was, it was something me and my friends had been talking about. So we tried it quite young and I really enjoyed it. It just gave me the best giggles and it got to a point where it became quite integrated into my life quite young as well. So as a consumer, I, I found so many opportunities to enhance my day-to-day life, even things like just hanging out with friends or going to parties. I was never much of a drinker. Uh, Cannabis was my preferred uh, substance of choice. Yes. But I I also got diagnosed quite young with an anxiety disorder. So it was a nice opportunity for me to find something that wasn't medication that would support me and, and keep me calm and keep me focused and enjoying the present. When I went to school, I was dead set on being a human rights lawyer. And I graduated, I applied to 5 million different places and didn't even get an interview. So I moved back from uh, BC to Ontario, Toronto, moved in with my parents and joined a friend from high school. And we, we started and worked at a nonprofit called Solar for Life. And we worked with a bunch of international organizations to bring solar panels to um, underdeveloped communities. I love so I was, that. I was doing that, but frankly, nonprofits unfortunately don't pay the bills. So I was doing odd jobs here and there. And a friend called me and said, I have this mentor. I walk her dog. She's starting something really cool, but won't tell me what it is. You need to call her. Sounds interesting. And I, I picked up the phone and I called our, our CFO, Margaret Brody. Okay. And she is a ex KPMG boss woman. Mm-hmm. And she told me it was cannabis and they're looking for an all-star general team member to join her and our CEO and CSO at the early stages of a cannabis startup. Wow. 
my, what an opportunity. Aunt, <laughs> what an opportunity. You're like, my, my, aunt had, my aunt was in, um, in tech when it was in the startup space. So it was Skype when it was a startup and transitioned to Spotify in early days and really convinced me to take the chance. At best, I can develop an amazing career in something entirely new and exciting that I'm passionate about personally. At worst, I have an amazing story on my CV. So I thought, uh, hey, why not? I, I, I did get a little bit nervous because at the time it was, it was early days, MMAR, MMPR. We didn't even have the ACMPR. I had, didn't even know cannabis was a legal business so you could have it as a legal business. So I actually called around to all the universities that I was applying to for law school and asked them, are you okay with this? Is this something you would consider? And essentially what came back was, well, are you doing anything illegal? I said, well, I don't, I don't think so. No, right. Like, right. then it should be fine. I'm like, okay. Not that I had anyone to talk to who had had any experience in the legal cannabis industry to, to understand what that was like. So I, I went for it. I had a FaceTime interview and got the job that night, moved wow. out about three days later and sat at the kitchen table with our CEO, CSO and um, CFO. And we closed out our first financing. We purchased a plot of land in Washington of all places. We started working on licensing and trademarking and financing. And I really got my hands dirty with everything the startup world had to offer and everything the cannabis world had to offer. What a learning curve. You're like, <laughs> you're straight up to the stratosphere learning curve. Yeah. It was yeah. entirely overwhelming, especially <laughs> for someone who had worked nonprofit and wanted to be a lawyer, just jumping into business and, and weed of all things. The thing I remember sitting across the table from Jesse, our CEO, and he, he's been in the industry for 25 years. He, he knows what he's talking about. And he was going off about um, all these new brands, these new products, vape pens, what we need to do formulation wise, where the market's going internationally. And like, what's it, how does a vape pen work? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like thinking of, yeah, I, I knew head high, body high. I knew indica Lovely. sativa hybrid. I love being high, but that was pretty much it. my, my, that's all you need. Exactly. <laughs> I knew how to have a good time. I knew how to relax, but that really was, was my boot camp. And I, I got the business side from our C CFO Margaret and I got the cannabis side from Jesse and it was just straight straight up from there and I have to admit every day has been exciting every day has been challenging and enjoyable but really what was the best moment was when we got our license in right. Canada and we started developing the Simply Bear brand and really trying to bring to life everything that we believed as individuals working and, and living in the space but also what we were able to grow and create out of our facility especially as organic players speaking to transparency and authenticity is so important. So we didn't want to dilute our brand message with anything flashy. We wanted to keep it clean, keep it clear and really deliver quality for our consumers and a brand that matched that rather than a brand that could, uh, could uh, kind of overshadow the quality if that's something that we weren't we didn't want front and center. We, we never doubted our ability to deliver the product and we built the brand to really speak to that. So yeah, it was, it's been quite the journey and we're so excited to be in stores and so proud to look on a store shelf and say, Hey, 
I did that. Yeah. You really have built amongst a sea of same, something very special. And it stands out for me. I mean, I'm a long time weed lover and it was, it was a mental and philosophical kind of shift for me to even want to shop the legal market. And <laughs> not only does, did it just stand out for me because it's organic. It's the only, the only player in this space that's able to make the claim of organic or that's doing it yeah. proudly. But all every single jar is this exhilarating scent, taste, flavor experience. Because so many people of our listeners and in the Canadian mm -hmm. consumer space just don't know how to shop the category. Tell us all what makes high quality quads cannabis. It's how all the quality metrics and the consumer experience feed into each other. And just like you don't want something that is pure THC in isolation, you can have one thing that looks great, but if all the different features and experiences of consuming that product aren't delivering on premium or the experience that you want or you expect, then, then that, that's not high quality to me. To me, high quality is small batch, it's care, it's really feeling and experiencing the care that went into creating the plant and the product. So even things are handcraft. So we hand mix our soil. It is, it's a proprietary blend of all ingredients from BC, all organic. Okay. Yeah, I heard about yes. this, that there was like <laughs> BC pine or fir or something like that in yes. the soil. That matters. The yes. quality in is going to affect what oh, I'm smelling and tasting and everything. Yeah. Can you walk us through the process of your careful grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it, I mean, it all starts with an idea or um, an opportunity. And by opportunity, I mean, we hear of a great genetic or our cultivation team says, hey, this plant is doing something really special. Let's turn it into a mom. Let's see what we can do. And we're very intentional with every decision we make, especially in our cultivation space. We love to play and we love to experiment, but our consumer is number one. So how do we ensure we meet their needs? So starts with the opportunity. We have something that's doing great and we validate it against what consumers want. So is it delivering on a profile that they're looking for? Is it delivering on an experience, um, a cannabinoid profile, terpenes, et cetera? And like then the, we run the trials. BC apple toffee. That was oh my, my first God. experience of yours. So Just good. the smell. It smells like apple pie. It had a yeah. vanilla creamy smoothness. Like from the high landed on me, I was so, so happy. Good. I mean, it's, it's so just, chill as well. So you knew that there was a, a taste sort of craving for something like that? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And frankly, I, it's, it's incredible what our cultivation team can assess by just seeing the plant, smelling the plant. And then as the forest, it grows into something amazing, it integrates with our setup. So we're a greenhouse. And when I say greenhouse, I really mean a indoor facility with a glass roof. It's amazing how much plants actually like the sun. But imagine they, that. Crazy. But when, when a plant gets what it wants between the soil clean water, the 
even the environment, sometimes you walk into the greenhouse and they're playing, they're playing jazz music, they're playing Bob Marley, they're playing anything that kind of engages with the environments and the plants really respond. I know that sounds a little hoaxy. No, but it's, it's, it's a good vibes. Them. I believe that exactly. they're living creatures. Exactly. How could you ever develop phytocannabinoids without light, without true sunlight? It never made sense to me. And, and, and frankly, I'm a strong believer and our cultivation team would say the same, but the, the richness of our terpenes comes from, comes from the soil. So ensuring that we have the top quality inputs that are organic certified, I think really increases the profile and the consumer experience. The other thing we, we have front and center, not, not just at Simply Bear, but at, at the Rubicon Organics as a whole is sustainability. So every, everything we bring into our greenhouse we ensure is good for the earth because I mean, it's giving us so much. So we want to make sure we're, we're giving it back. So all of our soil is also recycled. We, we don't have very much waste at our site. So making sure the plants feed other plants and, and we're keeping a, a wholesome ecosystem in our site is important to us as well. What is that called? Biodiversity? or Biodiversity and bioavailability. It's mother earth at her best, right? It's its own natural. The more we That's right. fucks with that, the more we mess with the, the beauty of it. For us, having growers on the ground, we, everything is, is hand done. They assess the plants. We don't have a standard process that each plant needs to follow. It's really based on that crop, that strain, that individual plant. And our team reads it. And that's how we assess how it's best to process, how many days it needs, how much light it needs, what water it needs, what soil, all, all of those pieces are based on the individual plant. So there's a lot of care that goes into our cultivation. And then once it's ready to, to be harvested, we bring it in, we do a, a 14 day cold, slow, dry and cold cure. So that also really accentuates the profile of, of the product. And now Tell me this is not the coolest title ever, but we have hired a director of cannabis. Ooh. I know he's, he's amazing. He also brings over 20 years of experience to, to Rubicon and he walks into the crop and he can just look at a plant and say, mm, looks like it needs a little bit of this or walk into a dry room and said, mm, one more day. And it's, it's, wow. it's, I, I aspire to be as, as brilliant as, as he is at reading the plant and right. especially Peter on the cultivation side too, our CSO it's, we've brought in the all-star team and they're delivering. And it's, it's amazing even seeing what we produced last month to what we're producing this month. The quality just keeps going up and up. And you may have noticed on our seven gram jars, which are our new, we've started putting the terpene profile on. And the terpene yes. Profile. I believe that terpenes are really what are guiding our cannabis experience. I always say the nose, you know, absolutely. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you can kind of, you know what you're going to like, you know what you need in the moment, you know what you kind of don't want anything to do with the terpene conversation is really something that I've been excited about more and more people having Mm -hmm. and more and more people coming to understand can you give us a bit of a schooling? I mean, the, the beautiful thing about terpenes is how universal they are. They're in everything. Yeah. It's not so, just cannabis. Yeah. So I, I mentioned to you before, I knew cannabis when I first started as head or body high. I knew indica sativa hybrid. That's it. After um, a lot of education and, and trial. a lot of experience with tra- a lot, a lot of trial <laughs> and, and experience with different team members and and with the plants and with our product 
it's so clear to me now that those categories don't really exist. It's an amazing way to categorize plant, uh, the plants and the products for consumer benefit. But frankly, those categories are based on cannabinoid and terpene profile, mostly terpene. Frankly, if, if you have something that's high in linalool, you're more likely to feel sedated and relaxed. Just like if you smell lavender before you go to bed, it helps calm you, it helps sedate you. Same thing with, with lemonine. Lemon, citrus, it's very energizing. It gets you going. Um, you look at companies like Sage, as you mentioned, essential oils. Those are the type of thing that people integrate into their daily experience to trigger certain reactions and certain experiences. It's the exact same with cannabis. What I find particularly interesting, and you mentioned it before, is how they play together and the entourage effect. If you have something in isolation, it's not gonna deliver as wholesome and as um, effective an experience as something that plays well together, which is why creating a whole plant profile is so important to us, especially in our concentrates. So we've also just released our one gram hash. Woo, Woo I was and gonna say, is this, yes. is, are you all just, is it just flower forever? Or no. are we gonna, ooh, concentrates so are, are where we're going and solventless organic concentrates. Right. That's, that's the biggest thing. It's clean. You're getting the whole plant, single strain. It's, um, it's really something special. And I think for us, as I mentioned before, transparency and authenticity, that's, that's what we consistently deliver. So having a concentrate that delivers on the exact flower terpenes in the same ratio, but obviously the increased potency is something that we're incredibly proud of. Because it's some, rare some, in the category. It's Most. rare in the category. I don't, I don't know if there are any other um, single strain hashes out there at the moment. Not that no, I've seen. I don't think so. I don't think so. And um, even an indica leaning concentrate like our SFE is something that's that's quite unique as well that we're really proud of. So as I mentioned, terpenes are are the bread and butter for that increased cannabinoid profile as well is really good. But I, I do recommend you you try our SFE OG Kush hash. I think it's going to be in BC soon. It's on my list. Put it yeah. in the basket. So you mentioned that the terms indica, sativa, hybrid, they no mm -hmm. longer exist. Is that just because yeah there's been so much breeding and development yeah. and integration that everything just sort of is? <laughs> kind of. There are small indications as the plant's growing, what type of profile it will have and which way it will lean. So for example, if it has fatter leaves, it tends to be indica leaning. You can right. expect to see a more um, relaxed terpene profile. Um, like. The, the alpha pinings are really nice. Um, um, uh, well, as I mentioned, Luna rule before, really good as well. But I think with breeding, also from plant to plant, as you cut clones or as you plant seeds, each plant is different from one another and it might express itself in slightly different ways. So those will deliver different potencies of different profiles, uh, different um, terpenes as well. It's a beautiful thing. I always imagine us, our endocannabinoid system as like a thumbprint that sort of has to meet up with the perfect yes. flower. Yeah. And, and that's sort of how you find it. Part of the beauty is in the exploration and the trialing and the wanting different things at different times and for different. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's even cool. You look at um, beta karyophylline 
that oh yeah. the way it interacts with your endocannabinoid system is different than any other terpene. So, so that's the pepper one, yeah. right? That one is um, it's it's peppery, peppery, it's spicy, woody, okay. cloves. Your body actually reads it like it's a cannabinoid rather than just a terpene. Okay. So I, I find myself whenever I have something that's really high in beta karyophylline, I actually get a little higher than I expect to just based on the THC potency, which brings me actually to another point because right now most consumers are shopping based on THC percentage only, which uh, it's just they're such missing an error. so much. Totally agree. I love it's, a mellow, happy, high. Like yeah. I don't, yeah. It doesn't need to be slap me in the face and straight into the couch. Well, you can even still get that with a lower potency product with the right terpene profile. So terpenes are really affecting and enhancing the high experience itself. Exactly. That's exactly right. Feels like everything you're doing as a brand is done to maintain the integrity of the terpene like the cold cure and then the glass Mm -hmm. jars, like it's like, Mm -hmm. it's keeping it so that those beautiful flavors and scents really are there for me because they degrade over time. Is that right? Yeah. So, so I, I learned this recently. Terpenes are actually hydrocarbons. I When I first learned about hydrocarbon, I learned uh, about it as an extraction methodology. So butane, propane, gases. Okay. So when you think of gases, gases don't stay situated on, on a solid, right? They go off into air. Right. Terpenes are the same. So they're volatile compounds, which means when they're exposed to air, heat, oxidization, you will lose terpenes. Oh, that's why freshness is incredibly important, not just to the cannabinoid profile, but the terpene profile as a whole, you will smell if something is old, you will smell if it's fresh, you will get that big whiff that you get when you open one of our jars and you pull back the seal. That's as a brand, how we have set our quality standards to consistently deliver on freshness. So consumers can get the best terpene profile. (laughs) <laughs> I literally just saw you guys doing the Pepsi taste challenge and just blindfolding oh, yeah. people, you know, mm-hmm. because it just hits you in the face, smell, flavor, like the blue dream I could smell across oh my, my apartment. God. <laughs> for, for that was one of the most beautiful my poor blue neighbors, dreams. I am so sorry. Right. <laughs> blue dream is that one of those cultivars that like seeps out your pores somehow. Do, do you find that? Like yes. you almost, you yes. almost smell like it. Like, well, especially <laughs> now that we have I carry my masks everywhere and I, I put it in my in my bag. I have it in the same pocket as my weed, and I always have blue my our blue dream with me. I just I love it on the go. Love our yeah. free rolls. Every time I put on my mask, it smells like our blue dream. <laughs> Mm. there we go just a little hit (laughs) one (laughs) one hitter left in there (laughs) oh I gotta get some of the blue dream pre-rolls you know what I actually gifted people simply bear pre-rolls for Christmas yeah it was a it felt like a great gift Mm -hmm. one for Mm -hmm. you one for you and it's yeah it's such a nice treat yes yeah in in pre-rolls my experience has been so far that 
I have noticed, yes, it's a nice sampling to experience the flower, but quality of input material into pre-rolls is critical as well. It's not just an opportunity for, for um, companies to push through their they're less desirable or they're small nugs. Like for us, having flour in our pre-rolls is what makes the biggest difference because then you get the quality on the line and you maintain the moisture. It was, it, it was funny when we released our pre-rolls, we went through a very long, rigorous organic certification process because finding certified organic pre-roll cones was so challenging. I can imagine because they're bleached, yeah, and, right? And exactly. So ours aren't totally organic. Um, and so we noticed our plants, our, our flower was a really lovely moisture because we used the same stuff we put in the jars, but the resin, you can see it through the thin organic paper. That is so a it, sign almost, of a beautiful joint, honestly, that it, like drippy, drippy. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, just fantastic. And the smell when you open up the tube, I'm actually quite excited to say that we're about to launch a limited edition strain. Um, I, I believe it's coming. I believe it's coming to Ontario. Okay. Um, organic platinum punch. Ah, oh, that oh, sounds delicious. Oh my gosh. And the best part is with our pre-rolls, we're doing something new where we have blister packs with oh. individual seals. Oh, so even so rather than oh, Exactly. Just because you have one, it doesn't expose the others to air and risk oxidization. You really get to consume that freshness, that that really terpy flower every time you, you pull out a new pre-roll. We're really excited for that. I cannot wait for that because a good mm -hmm. legal pre-roll is one of the more oh. difficult things to find in the world. It's and true. You're being very politically correct about it, but I'm going to keep it real with our listeners and tell yes, them please. that for the most part, what's happening when we talk about the inputs and the things that are going in to our pre-rolls and our distillates, we're never talking about whole flour. We're never talking about one, just one strain or the high quality nugs. We're talking about the swag. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. For That's, you to be using yeah. the real buds is a very special thing. It's about that consistency, that quality, that experience. We we hit it every time. And and honestly, if if I'm buying the stuff I see on the floor every day, I say that's a pretty good sign. Platinum punch is next Platinum for me. Punch. Yes. Can I ask about the genetics? of platinum punch. Now I know that that's probably the question that I get most from people is, well, I go and I'm trying to shop and I don't know the genetics of everything. So then where do I go to look it up? And that mm. barrier or lack of transparency that's happened across the board seems to yeah. be a huge issue for people in knowing where to start. It's, it's multi-layered. So firstly, as I mentioned, every plant is slightly different. So ensuring that the name you're, you identify to your consumers actually matches the terpene profile and the cannabinoid profile is critical. And given where the legal market has gotten genetics from, it started out that you only, like very few people were allowed to bring them in at the beginning. And then you could only purchase them from other LPs. So everyone was playing in the same genetics. And mm. if everyone has a blue dream, how are you having your stand up to consumer? Is it delivery on quality? It's quite challenging. Yeah. Or is it a name? Or is it saying changing the strain name to the experience you're going to have? Now, 
for us, staying true to the genetic and to the profile is something that is so incredibly important to us because there's so little information and in how you can educate and, and market yourself is, is quality and terpenes. So delivering an experience that consumers know, trust, perhaps have experienced from other, other avenues or in their past, something that's really important. So we, if we can't use the name because of regulatory restrictions, then we find the name that is closest to or that's referenced in other, in other markets. So for example, in our concentrates, we can't say sour cookies because cookies is a dessert. So you can't market to children. So we, we call it sour CKS. Our organic platinum punch, actually, when we got the genetic, was called PJP. We dug up research. We, we asked breeders. We asked our conservation team. And it was kind of, it was very hard to get any information. So that's why our trials are so important as well. So we test the full terpene profile each time so we know exactly what we're dealing with. And then we also do genetic tracing. So we send a sample of the non-cannabinoid-rich uh, product over to a lab and they source it back to where the genetic came from. So that's how we're able to ensure each product is named appropriately if we're not allowed to call it something or there's so little information available to consumers for them to have an expected experience when they consume the product. Because especially when you're when you're purchasing on the OCS or the BCLDB website, you don't get that touch point with bud tenders to ask the questions and explore what you're actually receiving. So having something that is easily Googleable or yeah. just easy to understand. It easy just lands. To understand. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And we have an amazing customer service team and marketing team. So education is our top priority. If anyone emails us, we make sure we get back to them right away. So anyone listening to this, if you have any questions, never hesitate to reach out to us. But um, few, few people do when they're, when they're in the exploratory mode. So making sure we communicate effectively and, and compliantly about the profile with the name, with our terpene analyses on these websites is, is critical for telling the consumer what they're going to get before they purchase. I mean, that's a, you've been doing this for six years, which is 600 dog years. I'm surprised every day at so many different things, either from what we're able to do ourselves, what new things are in the markets, where consumer trends are heading, how a bud tender is communicating to me as a consumer as I walk into the store and what interests them. I'm still surprised that is, as I mentioned before, shopping just for THC potency. Right. I'm really hopeful that there'll be more education and, and more communication available to consumers to, to show them there's a world outside of just potency. Also, all the new innovation that's coming into the space, Health Canada has quite stringent requirements. So we're seeing a lot of cool stuff coming to market and, and speaking to plant quality, but also just cool things from other industries entering the cannabis space, delivering to different consumer and patient needs, quite frankly, and even, even new consumers and what they're interested in. I, I brought my grandma into Superette when I was in Toronto last and how the bed tenders worked with her, not just educate her, but make sure that she was getting the experience that she hoped for and right. was comfortable to consume and comfortable going back on her own. It pleasantly surprised me. It was it was really fun. You mentioned medicinal patients and new patients. And I truly deeply believe that 95% of cannabis users are wellness users. Yes. 
And even if you sort of think you're intrigued by it recreationally, you really end up coming to a more holistic wellness understanding and empowerment for yourself. And, you know, it's, it's all about access to information, Mm -hmm. communication, feeling safe and, and managing expectations. The last thing you want is for a consumer to, or a patient to be purchasing something they think is going to help them sleep or turn them off after a really long, stressful day. And then it ends up giving them heart palpitations because it was completely not what they expected. So that's where communication and transparency is key. And, And also availability, ensuring that if we're launching something to the masses, that we can ensure we can consistently deliver what we've promised and ensure that consumers and patients have consistent access to, to quality cannabis. Also, trialing out products before we release them to market is another thing that's so important as well. So we know what to communicate and it's effective, but also that it's an enjoyable and it's something cool and different, or it's something steady that they can continuously access. There's so much play to be had, but there's also loyalty and trust that we build with our consumers. And that's number one above, above all else. And I think being able to offer education to, to older consumers, my, my dad was so sweet. He was, he was buying cannabis for the first time ever. My, my brother usually would bring over a little bit of supply to give to him. He was buying on the OCS and it's like, Rachel, I don't know what terpenes are. Yeah. What I do, what here's, here's the experience I want. I want to come home after a long day and I don't want to have head spins. I don't want to feel overwhelmed. I want to relax, but I want something steady. Like, okay, based on that, I would advise you get this, 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 and this. And I walked him through how to read the websites, but that's something that's quite intimidating. I don't know if, if every buyer young and old have the opportunity to ask the questions and get the support. And and I think that's the most important thing we can do as influencers, as brands, as cannabis entities is really hold the hands of our, our, our fans and our, our clients and our customers and our buyers, everyone to ensure that they know what to do, how to get it and the best way to enjoy themselves. And you mentioned the bud tenders and that's such an important part and where what's missing right now, because we're all still locked down, just how to kind of go through the weeds, pun intended, and find, (laughs) find the high quality stuff. I think this conversation that we're having around terpenes and what that means for a whole plant experience Mm -hmm. is really the heavy lifting and the education that needs to happen. I think that's where a lot of the stigma might be broken down when you start to see the universality of that. Now Mm -hmm. we did a really cool experience with you where we did a hot cider. Oh, that was so craft (laughs) sort of handcrafted and a chef led us through it got me wondering about pairings and Mm -hmm. cooking and how cannabis can support you in different ways throughout your day exactly being able to deliver something for everyone throughout their days throughout their experience throughout their stresses great times bad times from one brand from one place that's organic that you trust, I think is, is the best thing we can do as a company to, to ensure our our customers are getting everything they want and need. I'm shocked that the demand for organic isn't something that we're screaming for and that we're not demanding it from everyone. Well, it's really interesting you say that because in in a couple of the conversations I've had, there's this misconception that because it's a plant, it's organic. 
I'm like, oh, well, if you're growing in soil, it means pretty much organic is, is some things I've heard. And it's, okay. it's fundamentally not true. <laughs> there's an organic section of tomatoes and not, exactly. there's a and regular you, section. You, you taste an organic strawberry and you taste a non-organic strawberry. Perhaps the non-organic strawberry looks, it's huge, it's yeah. bright red. It has those visual cues to quality, but you taste it and you get into what it really is and you can taste the difference. Mm-hmm. And those, those are the terpenes, those are the flavonoids, those are the quality triggers that we have in, in our organic flower. And so to experience it, especially as you, you do the Pepsi taste challenge with cannabis, you, you will notice the difference. But that, that's one piece, the sustainability and for the earth and ensuring that we're not introducing anything, not just to, to our consumers and to our facility, but also as we, we move through products to produce, we want to make sure we're not introducing anything synthetic or, or whatnot. And it, it is really challenging, really, really challenging. Even the hand sanitizer we use on site has to comply by the Canadian organic standards. So oh, it, that's amazing. We, yeah, our, our, our team likes to joke that we, we like to do everything the hard way. Delivering, doing things the hard way means you're, you're putting every every you're putting your best step foot forward you're taking every opportunity to assess that you're making the right decisions and you're doing the right thing Um, and yes it is hard but it's so worth it I know that you grow a small batch craft and so we talked about being able to find weed and I think that's like the biggest thing for me is when I find beautiful flower and I don't buy enough of it and I kick myself because I can never find it again are there baseline simply bare flowers that we can always expect and then there will be special ones so we really aim to have our, our staple strains that consumers can consistently get but also introduce some limited drops for us to assess the full supply chain and and how consumers like it and then if it's a hit and we get great feedback we then move it into a staple strain so if you like something do not hesitate to let us know so we can ensure we keep yes exactly buy it tell your bud tenders email us DM us, whatever it is, let us know you like it because then we will make sure we keep delivering it. But it's also important for us to keep introducing new things, consumers and and and, and patients and gosh, everyone I know likes that new exciting thing. And sometimes it's great when it's seasonal because it's based on the experience you want. So you can take it to the beach during the summertime, maybe a lemony leaning uh, terpene profile is better than, but in the winter times and I'm all cozy, I want maybe it has more mercine or more linalool so I can relax and get cozy. So we like to offer those seasonal things. We like when we find something really exciting, we bring it to the consumers and, and, and really get feedback. And then if, if it's a banger, we, we keep it in place, just like our blue dream and our sour cookies. Those, those are two classics of ours. What's your favorite cultivar of all time? Of all time. Ooh, Ooh I, I love know that all. question. <laughs> of all time. You can give me two co- if you want. I will. I will. Our our Congo. I'm so sad to see it head out. I know we have so many exciting things coming in its place. It's had its time in the sun, but I'm going to get very personal here. But having intimate time with Congo, either with your partner or by yourself, will change your world. It's just 
it's very it's very visceral very light very easygoing very relaxing just so amazing of a plant it's not not visually very very sexy but the terpene profile really delivers so so that that is an all-time favorite of mine I'm also a huge fan of anything with the lemon profile so in in the legacy market my favorite was from a a retailer and they were called what are they called van city weeds at the time they're now city cannabis okay and they had an organic super lemon haze I haven't Ooh. been able to find anything like that um, in the legal space, but our blue dream came really surprisingly close. So I've been leaning into our blue dream hard, and, and I know I'm not alone when I say that because it's one of our best sellers. So you are not I'm, alone. I'm over here I'm, doing it too. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad. To, I, exactly. I'm glad. I'm glad that that one's saying. I know our our recent crop came back at four. I want to say four point six or four. What? Four point six percent terpenes. Yeah. Insane. Wait, that is wild. Isn't typical like 2%? Oh yeah. 2%. Good, good at like 2, 2.5. Wow. 2.6. Which strain was this? Your blue dream? Blue dream. This, blueberry goodness. The blueberry goodness. Mm-hmm. She, she helps you float down the street. Oh my God. Every day. Having a good day, having a bad day. Just get me giggling and enjoying enjoying life I can taste it in my mouth and I must Mm -hmm. go get some (laughs) (laughs) so my last question I want to know if you have any advice for somebody who's exploring a deeper relationship with weed and that can be however that lands with you and strikes you whether it's professional or personal Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are exploring deeper relationships with plant medicine and plants in general right now and themselves yeah oh I love that question there are so many ways you can engage with cannabis and we met we talked about so many today so whether it's cooking and experiencing what pairs best with what terpene profile or experience and and making that a social thing to having a chill night in and smoking a joint or I mean, non-COVID land, going to a party and experiencing it socially. But ultimately, I would say, try everything and ask questions, whether it's the brand, whether it's the bud tender, whether it's your friends, your family, influencers, exact educators, whoever. Mm -hmm. Everyone has been so friendly in, in this industry. And we all love to educate and share experiences because that is really the best way you're going to figure out what not only works for you, but what is new, what should you try out? So yeah, try everything and ask questions. Everyone wants to talk about it. I love to talk about it. Simply Bear loves to talk about it. And we're, we're so excited to educate and share and enjoy together. You are an explorer always. And I thank you so much for educating us today. Really, we talked about a lot of really important things. I learned a lot. People out there are so curious to understand how to find really beautiful, high quality flower. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Rachel. Can you tell us where we can find you guys and follow along? Absolutely. So on Instagram, we're at Simply Bear Organic and our website is simplybear.com. B-A-R-E. 
it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Rachel, for your time and energy. Thank you. This was so fun. For teaching us. My regards to the chef. Chef's kiss to all the whole cultivation team and everybody involved because you're doing beautiful work. You're doing beautiful, good work. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Insta at high-t.life. Like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other things. Join our invite list and holla at your girl by visiting high